0: Good morning and welcome to Recruiting for Mamas. My name is Jennifer Powers Johnson and I have a Division I athlete who plays high school football at Corner Canyon High School in Draper, Utah. For those of you who have heard my podcast before, what you will know is that a majority of my podcast is actually um, devoted to getting your high school student athlete recruited onto the next level um if you want to go back and listen to the first i think there's nine episodes at this point uh nine episodes of the season that will give you a step-by-step instructions on how to get your student athlete um, ready to go and be ready to be recruited to the next uh, level um I don't know why I'm stumbling over my words today. This is ridiculous. Um, however, this particular episode is going to be called What Do We Know and What Do We Do Now? Um, if you have been co- following college football in any way, shape, or form over the last uh, five months, what you will know is that uh, for a long time it looked like we were going to be able to have a college football season and uh, move forward. However, um, as of yesterday afternoon, two of the Power Five conferences had canceled their season. That includes the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, as well as uh, a number of the smaller conferences that are FCS. And with that happening at a college level, what happens is everything is really trickled down. And so I've had a lot of parents ask me, what does this mean for the 2021 class and what they're going to?" to be able to do recruiting-wise in the upcoming year. And although I don't have all the answers at this point, what I can tell you is what I do know. And so what we're going to do in this podcast today is cover what I know. I'm going to give you um, some things that I think you should do and take action on right away. And then I'm going to talk about uh, briefly what you should be doing just in general at this time in the season in order to have your student athlete get recruited at the next level. Okay, so with that in mind and a, a little outline of what we're gonna talk about today, let's let's dig right into it. What do we know um, currently about college football? Well, we know that the Pac-12, the Big 10, and several college um, conferences at the FCS level have gone ahead and moved and done one of two things. They've either canceled the season for all of 2020 or they have postponed the season in order to have it start in January. And call me the skeptic here, but I would be incredibly surprised if they actually ended up having any sort of season in the January timeframe. It simply is very, very difficult when you're talking about a college program to have the athletes go out and play a season, even if it was a modified season, Um, And then go ahead, heal their bodies, get their training back together, do all the things you need to do in order to go ahead and move forward and have another season in the fall of 2021. So I think, um, and this is just my personal thoughts, I'd be very, very surprised if any of these postponed seasons actually take place. What I think is that everyone wanted to kind of hedge their bets. Um, And if it looked like they could find a way to make it work, they would. However, I think that a couple of different things contributed to this, uh, the season being postponed to end or canceled, depending on your conference. The first thing is, of course, COVID is a massive concern for everyone involved. And, um, depending on where you live in the country and what your, uh, state's political leanings are, uh, they could either be moving forward with sports or not moving forward with sports. And I'm not going to get into the politics of that. I'm just saying, Uh, There are medical experts on the side that are moving forward that are saying, this is the healthiest, this is the best thing to do. Um, And they've got a really good argument around um keeping athletes in essentially a program which tests them regularly that monitors their mental well-health that gives them the ability to play the sport that they've been working on their whole lives and they feel like when the program is within that structure uh the players have the highest level of i uh, support around them and so they're willing to, they're willing and able and to Uh, manage any sort of COVID risk and allow those players to play Um, and then you have the other folks that have postponed who are saying no it's too dangerous um, and all the issues with the too dangerous and uh, I have my personal opinions about that but so does everyone else and so that's simply where we are. Um, What we do know is that the Big 12 Sorry, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten went ahead and postponed/slash uh, suspended/slash canceled their season without getting a waiver or extension or um, additional eligibility or larger rosters going into the 2021 season for any of their seniors that may have wanted an extra year of eligibility. Uh, they made the assumption that they would lobby for those things for their seniors and for members on their team. However, they went ahead and made this decision for their conference without getting the NC two A on board with that. And so what that means for the teams that uh, have postponed is they may be in a situation where they have too many scholarship offers out and not enough scholarships for uh, the team to hold both the regular team that they're holding right now and any additional team members. So uh, the other conferences at this point are really standing firm. They are saying, you know, We feel like we have a handle on this. We're going to go ahead and play. And so the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 are at this point moving forward. Now, what I can tell you is... If they go ahead and move forward, I think it's incredibly difficult for the NC2A to offer extensions of eligibility or waivers of eligibility for the conferences that didn't move forward because what you would have at that point would be an uneven playing field and and so that would be difficult. So, I think we have to assume if the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 do move forward, that there won't be extensions and there won't be waivers or expanded rosters from the NCAA. So, uh, and I could be completely wrong. Anyone who listens to me knows that I am not an actual expert. I am like a self-proclaimed expert. So, it's not like I can't be wrong. I absolutely can be wrong. Um, So... But based on the landscape, uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume worst case scenario here. And then what kind of action do you take if in fact it is worst case scenario, which is that the the players who didn't get a chance to play this year, um, if... If they, they either A, will leave, or B, they will stay and try and take their eligibility the next year. And, and there are different sorts of circumstances and uh, roster management that needs to happen in, in order for any of that to happen. So my advice is... If you have an offer and you have verbally committed to a university in the system that um, is part of the postponement and or cancellation, the first thing you need to do is reach out to the coaches that offered you that offer and make sure you still have an offer available. So as of yesterday afternoon, when the Pac-12 made the announcement, we were incredibly lucky because Oregon reached out almost immediately. I would say within 10 minutes of the announcement going out and spoke with Jackson. And um, they basically called to let him know, hey, the season has been postponed, hash slash canceled, depending on uh, what ends up happening. And we want you to know that we're still uh, committed to you And Jackson just said to them straight up, do I still have a scholarship offer? Um, they were really funny and said, of course you have a scholarship offer, but they said it in a more colorful way. And, uh, and then he said, I was planning on being an early signee and being enrolled on campus. Uh. January 4th am I still able to do that am I still able to come on January 4th and their answer to him was yes absolutely Um, so what that tells me is that Oregon has come up with probably over the last couple of days when they knew this was coming down coming up with okay who on the roster is probably staying who on the roster is probably leaving how many spots do we have in order to have the recruits come in in january versus in the fall and so they should have all that information so again what i would say the first thing you need to do if you've made a verbal commitment to a college and you haven't already spoken with those coaches since the postponement cancellation came down you need to reach out to those coaches you need to find out if this affects your scholarship offer and you need to reach out to those coaches and find out if this affects when you can be enrolling on campus and then you need to make the following i mean you need to like take the appropriate action in order to make sure that your student athlete is ready to go based on that so if you guys have any questions about that specifically feel free to uh, direct message me on Twitter. I would be happy to uh, talk to you. I'd be happy to walk you through your specific situation and give you my advice. Um, I can't guarantee that my advice is always perfect, but you it's always good to get the opinions of all sorts of folks who may be in the same boat that you're in. Now, with that, all that being said, uh, what I will say is this. In Utah, right now, uh, we are one of the few states in the entire country that is going to be moving forward with football this week. In fact, the next the game uh, uh, today is August 12th, and the first game in the country happens tomorrow. Um, I believe it's Roy against Harriman, and it'll be on TV. And then the rest of the high school season kicks off on Friday. In my last podcast, I made some predictions about moving forward and what would happen if we moved forward or if we didn't move forward. And what has happened overwhelmingly is that uh, Utah now has literally the focus of the nation on them. Um, So that is really good news for those kids out there who are still looking for a scholarship because it means that instead of going off camp film or instead of going off film that happened last year, everybody in the country is going to be watching Utah high school football and they are going to because a lot of them are no longer preparing for a season that's happening in the fall. They are now back on the recruiting trail and really looking to pick up their 2021 class. So any uh, school that has scholarship positions open is really going to be refining who they're giving those scholarship offers to and I'll tell you this. Uh, film from camps is great, but it's not a real game. And so film from a game is much 10 times more valuable than film from camps. And so what this means for your student athlete is that everyone needs to show up. And when I say show up, that means you have to act as if Every season game that you have this year, and let's be honest, we're in the middle of COVID. One game is one game more than most of the country, right? If we get two games, two games is more than most of the country. So every game we get needs to be played as if it is your last high school game that you're going to be able to play. Because the following week isn't guaranteed. The following day isn't guaranteed. The only thing that's guaranteed is the game that you're in right now. So if you're going to really show up, you need to make sure you're not taking plays off and loafing that you're, you are acting as if this game is being televised on ESPN. And actually one of our games at this point is going to be televised at the state of Utah. Bingham versus Corner Canyon is currently been picked up by ESPN and they're planning on broadcasting that event, but that doesn't mean that's the only thing they'll end up broadcasting. If, uh, if Utah continues to do great, I mean, we're the only game in town in the country. So you will see uh, different sports outlets come and try and pick up our games just because we've got the content the rest of the country is looking for. So make sure you have a conversation with your student athlete about making sure they show up because they're, getting an advantage that half the kids in this country would sell a pinky toe for because they have the opportunity to play ball and have all eyes on them. So that is a pretty big deal. And then the second thing I would say around that piece of the equation is that most of the high schools in Utah live stream their games. And so if I'm a student athlete or a parent of a student athlete, I'm taking that live stream link and I am sending it out before the game and then I'm resending out my highlights later, but I'm making sure every coach in the country knows, hey, my kid's gonna be playing in a live game on this day, and so that they have the ability to log in and see your student athlete and see what they do in that game. So those are some action items you can take right now, is to have those conversations and then make sure you're ready to play and really show up. All right, what should we be doing at this point in the season depending on when uh, you're planning to graduate and when you are planning to enroll in college next year? If you have um, not checked into your NCAA Eligibility Center, you need to do that today or tomorrow. You need to go on there and look because the the Eligibility Center will absolutely assign your student-athlete tasks that they want to have completed by a certain time. So mid-June, 1st of July time frame, like they should have the transcripts from your high school. So what you need to do there is go on to the eligibility center. You need to verify that what the eligibility center is showing that you have uh, completed is what you show you've completed so uh there was a task assigned to jackson mid-june and they wanted his latest transcripts and i went on and ordered his latest latest transcripts and i'll walk you through that in just a second as well but what i'm seeing at the nc2a right now is there are three missing classes um, they are missing a quarter of world history for him. They're missing two quarters of English for him. Those have already been completed. But for some reason, the transcripts that were sent over prior did not include those. Or if there's a manual process by which those are they're uploading those credits into the system, something glitched. So that's going to mean that at some point I have to get on the phone with the NCAA Eligibility Center and say, I don't understand why you're not showing those three separate classes. Um, so you're going to want to make sure that you go through line by line on the eligibility center and make sure that everything you show that is completed is completed on their side as well and then the second thing is is that you're going to want to make sure that you have taken the act or the sat so there are two things going on here when we talk about being eligible to play at the college level the first one is you have to get into the academic institution that's offering you that scholarship, right? And that's an application process and going through their process of what it takes in order to pull, uh, to get admitted to their university. Because it's one thing to be given a uh, scholarship. It's a totally different thing, especially if it's an athletic scholarship. It's a totally different thing getting into the school. So, um, That's one piece of the pie. The second piece of the pie is NC2A eligibility is determined by two factors. Number one, your core GPA. So on the classes, when you log on to the eligibility center, you should see all their class, all the classes there, and you gotta make sure and verify that those classes are true according to what you believe is true. And the second thing is you've gotta look at the core GPA, and the core GPA must be higher than 2.3. Um, most kids have no problem getting over that 2.3, um, it's like a C plus average now that I'm thinking about it or like between a C and a C plus average. But depending on where your core GPA lands, you absolutely have to have an ACT or an SAT that matches with your core GPA in order to get you the eligibility. And I think what's been happening over the last six months is a lot of universities have been saying, Oh, we're not going to require, because of the pandemic, we're not going to require that you take an ACT or an SAT to get in. Well, that's nice university, but that has absolutely nothing to do with NC2A eligibility. So a lot of kids are going to need to go and take an ACT or an SAT to make sure that they can match that with their core GPA in order to determine whether or not they'll have to academic redshirt uh, or redshirt the first year of coming in, or if they are um, able and ready to play because they are, uh, eligible according to the NC2A. And I spoke with a recruiting coordinator recently, and he said to me, Jen Jackson's way ahead of the game because he's already taken the ACT. And a lot of these kids who want to come in here, haven't taken the ACT yet. And here's my like warning on that. There are lots of states all over the country where they've shut down the ability to even take the ACT. So we had a friend go and take the ACT, I want to say a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and there were kids from Wisconsin and New York and Florida who had flown into Utah just so they could take the ACT. So if you have not registered to take the ACT, you need to do that today. You need to make sure that that happens in the next couple of weeks slash month. And then the second thing is, is that if you've taken the ACT before, any other ACT or SAT score, scores, you don't have to send all your scores to the university. Once again, totally different process. But it is a rule that you have to send every single ACT or SAT score to the MC2A. So make sure that you're logging on to your testing site and sending those scores to to the NC2A because what they're gonna do is they're gonna take all the sections of your test, they're gonna take your highest level at each of those um, sections, they're gonna super score you and then match that with your core GPA and that is just NC2A eligibility. Now, once you have the NC2A and eligibility stuff pinned down, then what are you gonna do? Then you're gonna go back to your university that you've decided to commit to, and you're going to look at their early application deadlines. So, if you have a student athlete that is planning on registering in the January time frame and going off to college, guess when they should be applying to college? Now, they should have already applied. Jackson's going, plan, still planning on being an early commit at Oregon, and he applied through, for the University of Oregon in July right? We're now mid-August. You need to get on that as soon as possible because these decisions don't happen right away. And on top of that, you need to make sure you're working with the university's designated recruiting coordinator because it's not like applying to college if you're just any old kid applying to college. Your child's a student-athlete, So they have a recruiting coordinator that will take that application and literally handhold that application through the process. So make sure you're working with them and making sure that everything they need is ready and raring to go. Last but not least, you need to make sure that your transcripts that are being sent out from your school match what you think they should say. So, for instance... Jackson uh, was done with all of his classes for his junior year, and then the summer sessions started for uh, the Canyon School District here, and he started taking classes. His transcripts were not updated automatically for the classes that he had started taking already. Um, he already has one class completed in his senior year, okay? So with that in mind, what will happen is there is a service here in Utah that most of the schools use. It's called Parchment. And you can go ahead and go on Google and just Google Parchment transcripts and they will take you to that site. And what you want to do is you want to create an account at that site and then you want to make sure that the way your transcripts look on that site is in fact the way you think they look. So when uh, Jackson was applying for the University of Oregon and going through that process, there were a couple of classes that hadn't shown up officially on his transcripts. And you would think that if it was on Skyward, or if it's on Canvas, or if it's on the graduation requirements, that it would show up on the official transcript. That is not necessarily true. And because his, he was missing things on his official transcript, because that's a different system somehow, Uh, From a technology standpoint that updates that, we actually had to reach out to his school counselors and say, hey, listen, we need you to update his transcripts with the latest information. And they had to manually do that maneuver. So uh, make sure you go on Parchment. That you look and see what your transcripts look like once again and that those transcripts are an accurate reflection of where your student athlete is in their academic piece and and whatever they're sending out from that parchment is also going to the nc2a so you have kind of a checks and balances oh i see that it's showing up on the parchment but i'm not seeing it show up on the nc2a eligibility center or I'm not seeing it show up on the parchment, I need to get that updated and resend out to both the university and to the NC2A. So once again, I know that this can get a little uh, complicated. I'm throwing around a lot of acronyms and a lot of instructions. So if you have a situation that you specifically are concerned about, please reach out to me in my DMs and I'd be more than happy to talk to you about it. So, um, and then, let's just go over what we covered. So I don't know if there's going to be a waiver and or larger rosters at the Pac-12 level or the Big Ten level or any of the universities that postponed or canceled. So you need to be able to have the hard conversation with the coaches that you are planning on committing to or have already verbally committed to and say, is there still a scholarship for me? And what is the time frame by which You see me coming on campus and they can give you that information. And if you're concerned that maybe they don't have all those answers, maybe you give them a couple of days before you reach out because I'm sure a majority of the coaching staffs around the country who are caught up in this are uh, doing that math right now. And then uh, the next thing is you're going to want to make sure you're ready ready to go with your um, live streaming of your games, and that you have a conversation with your athlete telling them it's highly, highly important that they don't take plays off, that they don't loathe, that they act as if the eyes of the world are on them, and they make plays and show up and play out at the best of their ability. We're going to be, uh, ch- you're going to be logging on to the NC2A eligible. Eligibility Center, you're going to be reviewing what they have as your eligibility status and all the classes and making sure you agree with that. Uh, you're going to be working with your recruiting office on whatever university that you're planning on going to and making sure that you're starting the admissions process and or following through with the admissions process. You're going to double check your transcripts on uh, parchment and you're going to make sure that what they say you have completed is in fact what you've completed and you're going to make sure your student athlete is registered and taking the ACT or the SAT. Okay, and then I'm going to just end up this, uh, I wouldn't call it an emergency podcast, but a what now podcast and say the following things. We're at the time of year where if you're in Utah, you're going back to high school football. What is your number one priority? Your number one priority at this point should be your high school team. And what is the number one thing you can do for your high school team? Don't get COVID. Don't get COVID. Mask up. Wash your hands. Do all the things. Maybe don't go out socially with people. Maybe quarantine your team as much as you possibly can so that they aren't having to forfeit because your kid went out and got COVID. I know you can't control the world. I know you can't control what everyone else does, but you can control what you do. And so... At this point, you should be putting your high school team first and you should be doing everything you can to protect your child and your family from getting COVID. So if for some reason these high school seasons get canceled or postponed or pushed, that it's not because your family didn't do your part. Do your part. I know that sounded really mean. I'm sorry, but I mean, we're literally, tomorrow's the first game, and then Friday's all the rest of the games. And I want this season so badly. America needs this season. Utah needs the season. These kids need this season. So do what you can to mask up and try your very, very best not to get COVID. <sighs> Okay. That's all I have right now. Again, if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to me. And with that, we will wrap it up. And the next time I podcast, we'll see what comes out because it really just depends on what's going on with uh, the state of football or the state of sports and where we are. All right. Thanks and have a great day.